Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Hello, welcome oh, to the, the podcast. Are we into the podcast? Apparently Hello, we are. Welcome. Just like Apparently welcome. we are. We welcome. are now. Rami does make the executive decisions as the executive producer of this show. Yep. Yes. yes. How are we all? Great. Good. How's everyone feeling? Yeah, good, mate. Feeling yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. I'm feeling good. I was a bit cold, so I put on my puffer jacket and warm coffee in my hand. Mm. And it's 35 degrees outside. It's great. <laughs> but I can't feel it, so... Honestly. freezing in here, man. It is cold in here. If you're listening to this podcast and you work in air conditioning, we've got we've got questions. Yeah. I could yeah. just drop us a text, let us know you're out there, and we'll get in touch so that we can talk to you about why we seem to be able to send man to the moon, but why in this office our air con's freezing, but the next studio over, mm. they're absolutely boiling. That is so Ford true. Doom day. <laughs> why, why can't we get off the air con? <laughs> By the way, I just had a chat with the uh, one of the hot um, window cleaners. <gasps> did you? I did. Which Actually, one? I, I, he wasn't one of the ones we've seen this morning. He was a, a lovely French dude. Oh, okay. Because we've got, we've yeah. only spotted two. There's a Harry lookalike, Harry Styles lookalike, and the Stan Walker lookalike. Does the guy actually look like Harry Styles? Yes. Or is it just like It's just got a few hints vibe? of the Harry Styles. Yeah. The cool hair, Very the beautiful handsome. eyes, yeah. the beautiful body, okay. the beautiful butt cheeks. Okay. All right. Too much. All right. <laughs> Go on. God, if they're listening, they're going to feel objectified. They were just here trying to do their jobs. Well, now they know how women feel every day. Oh, wow. right. Now, that would right. be a great segment if we were, segue if we we're going into what's yeah. in the podcast today. Happy International, International Women's, Women's Day. Day. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. we're not going into what's in the podcast today. Pete, you pitched a story this morning about <laughs> something that uh, your daughter saw that they were giving away for free oh. on TV. Oh, 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 I love this. Oh. And I thought, yeah, we thought we could have more fun with it on the podcast uh, than on the air. Yeah. So there was a story last. I was in the other room. And it was Channel Nine. Channel Nine were hooking to a story throughout the the bulletin, mm. right? So yeah, mm. coming up after, coming up, coming up, coming up. And then um, my daughter Mila, my eldest, she, she loves a bit of free stuff. And mm. the terminology they kept using was blokes giving this away for free. Blokes giving this away for free. Why men are giving this away for free? Okay. And then they revealed it, and it was sperm. Oh. And oh. she ran. <laughs> She, oh. she ran. I heard those ads. <laughs> she ran into the room where I was and she's like, Dad, Dad, guess what? What? Men are giving away sperm for free. Do we need some? <laughs> oh. I mean, there's so much to unpack about this, but for a starting point, I never knew I could make money out of it, let alone give it away for yeah, free. Yes. What have wow. I been doing all this and time? And also it just shows like kids are really in touch with what's happening economically for yeah. families in our country as well. Yeah, it's tough that, times. that thing of yeah. just going, hey, there's something for free. We should look into so it. Money. We should point out she doesn't know what sperm is, right? No, she doesn't. No. So how did you ex- did you have to explain it to her? I didn't have to explain no, it. It wasn't one of those where... No, we where... don't need any. I've got well, heaps. Well, well <laughs> it wasn't a... It, there was no follow-up question. <laughs> Your dad's a shooter. Right. It was just basically, <laughs> oh, honey, we don't need any. We're, we're okay. We're good for that. Okay. Um, and then she was like, oh, okay, and then just wandered off. What she, would you... Um, sorry, Kimba. What would you have said if you if she had have asked, what, what is it? Um, I, I don't really know. I Like, I'm not... I'm not the kind that sort of protects my kids no. from. Mm-hmm. Oh no, you can't know about that. Oh, you're too young. Blah, right. blah, blah. But it, but it's just at the age of six, it's just a case of like, well, I just don't think you really need to know about it. Right. All right. Yeah. Well, you I'm, wait for the question, right? Yeah. You only answer the question that needs answering. Exactly. Yeah. And if she yeah. did say, well, "What is sperm?" Then I would say just some, probably just something along the lines of, "Look, it's something that that guys have. I have it." 
Uh, it's not really something that I can explain to you that you'll really understand at this point in time. Do you think she's at school today going, yeah, we don't need any sperm. We've got heaps <laughs> at home, apparently. <laughs> so much at home. Yeah. And it is funny that because, it, you know, you have that conversation where, where people say, well, what would you say? And the, you get the, a bit of the... Oh, you, you know, they should know about it. And they, why do you need to protect them? And all this, and it's not a protection thing. It's just a case of even if I tried to explain it to her, mm. at the age of six, she yeah. can't put it into context. No. Yeah, well, so what's the problem in explaining it to her then? Because then it's up to her. If she doesn't understand it, it doesn't matter. Because right? it's unnecessary. It's a need to know. It's a need to if know. If she'd said, what is sperm, then you answer that question. Well, yeah. But I just until that but comes isn't out. Isn't there an argument that if nice, you wait nice for time. questions to come, that no one's going to get educated on anything? Just kids do nothing but ask questions. I'm mad at Kids are asking questions all the time about all sorts of shit. Yeah, but don't they ask you when they're six, when they're eight, when they're 12, when they're 14? They're yep. not coming to you asking you about that stuff. I sat at a oh, table. No. I never asked my parents. No. I've never, I don't remember having the birds and the bees. I, my parents made me watch. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh. <laughs> I believed that for a second. <laughs> I did hold off they on They were reaction. naughty. They weren't that naughty. I sat at a table around, when I was a kid, I sat at a table. So my uncle had stick books in his toilet, mm. right? We were sitting around a table. And it was mum and dad and me and my brother. And I just piped up and said, mum, what's a head job? Oh. Wonderful. Just straight up around the table. What did they say? They didn't answer the question. And that is why you didn't get a head job till you were in your 20s. <laughs> yeah, but mate. That's I, not the reason. It's because Nonna and Nonna were there the and mum and dad and everybody else. And I, I you had yeah. no idea what you were missing. Absolutely. <laughs> God, not at the age of fucking eight. How, how I wish the Corellis had had the birds and the beads chat with you, but using pasta. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So there's a couple of meatballs, right? Now, uh, <laughs> spaghetti and gnocchi. There's now, a this tagliatelle. Okay. Imagine it was uncooked and hard, right? And, uh, and once a month, you use the uh, pasta sauce. Yeah. 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 But yeah, there you go. I mean, I distinctly wow. remember, and it's and this is, you know, I get the way I assume kids work. I'm, I'm obviously going back a fair while. I remember I was watching these ads and seeing them all the time, and I, I remember the moment that I and they, they were for uh, female sanitary products mm-hmm. with sure and natural ultra thin maxi shields. I remember this so vividly. Wow. We were living with my grandparents, and I remember the moment that I went, "What's that?" Like I'd seen the ad so many times, but finally uh, my mind had to go. Ask. I don't understand what this is. Why do we keep seeing this mm, ad? Yeah, and they, you know they explained what it was, but it was because I was insistent on. Now was the time I need to know what that was, and mm. well, I wouldn't be satisfied with a poor answer. Have you? Can I? Can I just say something, right? Because I know where you come from, KC. Because I hear it a lot. Have you ever tried explaining sperm and sex to a six-year-old? No, and I'm not suggesting that like anyone should. It's just one of those things that I go, you know, I, I think that in general the idea of going don't answer questions or don't uh, wait for questions might not be. No, so here's what I'm, I'm going to bring Mila in. <laughs> and I'm going to get you to explain sex and sperm to her. I mean, I suppose, like, I, I'm just going to say what it is. You're right. going to go, men produce this in their bodies. It matches with this. This is what happens. Mm. And this is the process. I, I, I just sort of figure that kids, if they're not interested or don't care about the answer or don't fully understand it, as you say, Matt wasn't ready to know about mm. it until that point. So anything you tell them doesn't have any connotations or anything attached to it, they're either going to go, oh, that sounds gross, or they're not going to care at all. Mm. It is certainly a matter of adults 
being in our own heads. Oh, we're very yeah. conscious. Yeah, no one yeah, wants yeah, to yeah. like expose their kids to stuff they don't have to. And it's like, that. It's that. It's I just know the, the you'll see the look, the look on her face. I'll be surprised if she sits there for the entire explanation. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. And that's like, the thing. They usually lose interest, but they also know that if they ask you any questions, you will give them an answer. Absolutely. And that's what you're enforcing rather than going, here's information that you need right now. It's encouraging them to come back with more questions later. Yes. And, and if I, you were yeah. true to form, surely your your explanation of sperm should only take 30 seconds. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. That's giving me credit. While you guys while you guys were having that very mature discussion, Rami looked at me because there's a song by Dido <laughs> playing at the moment and he mouthed the word dildo. So we're, we're, I'm glad Are we're all on the same page. So, so this, that, yes. Yes, that happened. Sorry. Oh, you're <laughs> Who hasn't you're said that about either? <laughs> yeah, true. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, yeah. one song is not that interesting. Uh, what's on the podcast today, guys? The acting of producer Kerrid <laughs> today. Oh. Very solid. Oh, that'll be on the Thank podcast. You. Listen out for I, that. I believed his accent the entire way through. Yes. I know. Playing you, a judge. I know where you're going easy. with that. <laughs> yeah. That's okay, Rami. You and I both are possibly the worst people for accents in this entire team. <laughs> Totally. <laughs> We are back. Torpoline. Lady Torpoline. Uh, Dame Lady Dame. Dame yes, we, did, we, we spoke to comedy group Auntie Donna, didn't we? Um, yes. Pete's been invited to go to the professional wrestling group in Perth. I'm going That's to EPW. Yeah. I'm going to go and step into the bloody ring. I've never stepped in a ring before. Never. Mm. This is honestly one of those situations where like, you just put it out into the ether and then good things come. Mm. I. This is one of those situations where this is why... If I could honestly say, why did you ever get into radio? Because I was never a kid growing up. Well, I was never a kid growing up going, I'd love to be a radio announcer. Like this, but when I finally figured it out, this is one of those things where I was like, this is why I do this job. Like yeah, for, right. for a crack at something like this, this is why I do this job. So I'm like, going to get in the ring. Good luck. Have, have you got any advice for Pete getting in the ring? Um, yeah, just make sure you have a shower beforehand. <laughs> Not quite what I was expecting. <laughs> Here's Dildo. <laughs> Fifty um, and Robert Irwin sending their mum Terry out into the dating scene again. We talked about whether uh, you're a parent who's tearing up the dating scene. Oh, Got a good one. Didn't yeah, Terry have a thing with Russell Crowe? That was the rumour. Right. They're friends. They're good friends and they were friends before Steve died, as in like he was family friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they're very close and they remained close. But yeah, there was a lot of rumours that the two were Then Russell tried yeah. to move in and then, yeah. And apparently Terry. Shane Warne and... And Richard Wilkins. Yes. What, with Terry or with Terry? Yeah, yeah. with Terry. Yeah. 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 Well, These are all rumours, of yeah, course. But the media love to do that. Yeah. Mm. I guess she mm. knows her way around wildlife. <laughs> <laughs> it's International Women's Day. It is. <laughs> it is. That's in the podcast. Oh, God. And there's another podcast on Listener as well that's uh, a bunch of women from this network oh. chatting about uh, discrimination and bias and... What we need, and it's okay, men. It's okay. Um, and Ed Sheeran, and just breaking records. Well, he hasn't yet, has he? Oh, no, that's a good point. That's well said. So, I'll tell you what. Um, right up until the 12th of March, Ed Sheeran possibly breaking records. <laughs> if you're listening to this on the 13th of March, fair chance that yesterday Ed Sheeran broke a record. Okay, cool. That's a very good point. Cool. Yeah, there you go. We'll just, see. just making this podcast evergreen, you guys. It's Could been be fun. Anytime. Now, wow. just if you can wrap up in thirty-five seconds, what sperm? <laughs> have a is have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, Matt, and Kimber.
Today is the 8th of March, Wednesday the 8th of March, International Women's Day, Kimber. It is International Women's Day and um, I know when sometimes you say days like that out loud and people feel tense about it, um, particularly I think that of recent years there's a lot more focus on genders and so a lot of people feel like this is men v women and that is not what International Women's Day is at all. Uh, men, the fight is not against you. Like that's the thing that we, I think, need to spread the message of. In fact, we actually require your respect, your education, and your voice. Well, to be a part of it, really, Absolutely, like because... to not just be a, another participant in the room. Yeah, and if you if you don't know, like International Women's Day is about the social, economic, cultural, and political uh, advancement of women everywhere in the world. So it's sometimes hard when people think about it just in Australia and you're like, look, internationally, there are women who have got even less rights than we do, Mm. right? So this is worldwide and it's a really severe problem because it's not okay to be disadvantaged just because of your gender. Like it's just, and I guess what we're trying to get out there is that we want equity and equality for women, but not at the sacrifice of men. Like you're not having to give anything up. You're just having to make it fair for everybody. Mm, mm-hmm. um, and so some of the stats that might help, particularly with like gender pay gap is an easy way for people to sort of understand what we're talking about. Men have higher salaries than women in 95% of industries. <sighs> now, there's no way, there is just no possible way that there are 95% of jobs that women can't do as opposed to men. So the yeah. fact in 95 industries... That's a, the 95%. I mean, I suppose, so this is, this is the it's thing, huge. right? Like taking that number into account, 95% of you listening are working in a workplace where the lady next to you, if you're a bloke, is earning less than what you are for doing the same thing. And even where in, in industries where women dominate. So, for example, if you look at midwives, they're still paid 19% less than men on average when men are midwives. Which blows my mind because it's the same. There's no difference. Right. Like if you're a midwife, we, you're a midwife. Yeah, and there's no all, skill level We here. all know that this exists and nobody's doing anything about it. So that's what makes this, that's why everyone's so noisy about it because mm. we're like, we know it's there and you're all saying it's there and no one's doing anything. So there are 80 occupations where men make up 80% or more of the workforce, right? And their average salary is over 100000 But there are zero occupations where women make up 80% of the industry and are earning $100,000. Absolutely none. Right? Zero. Mm. It's absolutely huge. And so, and then you look at things like, you know, domestic and family violence, which is the leading preventable cause of death disability or illness for women aged 15 to 44. The highest risk for women between 15 and 44 for preventable deaths is domestic violence. Mm. I mean, you can't, I don't even know how to say it's that scary. without I, feeling I, sick. From my, I mean, my, it's quite obvious, you know, why as a bloke you should be scared of that figure, right? If you have women in your life and women around you that care. But I suppose if you're a guy listening to this right now, um, I mean, like for me, like I hear those stats and it's a scary thing knowing what it is that my daughters are growing up in. Of course. You know what I mean? Like two young, incredible girls with uh, just such amazing, bright futures and the world at their feet ahead of them. And yet through no fault of their own, they are impacted by things outside of their control that they just shouldn't be knowing that, you know, that they might have a worse off life just because they were born girls. Your kids are under six and they're already disadvantaged, yeah. Pete. Yeah. Like, that's the truth. I know. 
So hits me in the heart. This is all we're trying to do is to get that education out there. It's International Women's Day. There's plenty of information online. And I, I also recommend that you check out our special podcast we've created for on our listener app. Mm-hmm. There's uh, women all over our network, uh, Carrie Bickmore, Erin Molan. Um, there's Jessica Rowe. There's a bunch of us on there and we're all sharing our stories about how we've stood up against discrimination and bias. Yep. And we just want you to be on board. And uh, can I just say, it's an incredible listen hearing you recount going toe to toe with Scott Morrison when he was the Prime Minister. Oh, that was fun. Seriously, it is worth going there and checking it out. It's on the listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R. Well, of course, COVID's over. Well, it's not really, but we forgot about it. We've moved on. Uh, And we've all gone back to Bali. Uh, apparently, and uh, Aussies have always had a a bit of a reputation, not everyone, of course, for behaving a little bit uh, loosely, shall I say, in Mm. Bali. Yeah, that's a nice way to put it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the Balinese have had enough. The the, the Bali Bogan, they've had enough, and they've started putting signs up basically in all of the major tourist hotspots telling people how to behave, uh, how to dress appropriately, and this is sort of a soft launch, for to use a term that we know quite well, um, to sort of let people know. But they will start prosecuting people for misbehaving. Oh. So when you go to Bali, you need to behave yourself or you could end up in this situation. The Empire Court is now in session. Could the defendant rise? State your name. Uh, Nathan from Beckenham. Uh, Nathan from Beckenham, you're charged with drunkenness, nakedness and antisocial behaviour and basically being a Bali bogan. Uh, how do you plead? Uh, well, Your Honour, I don't feel guilty, uh, but if the Bali plod said I'd done what I'd done, then yeah, it probably was being a bit of a knob, eh? Guilty or not guilty? Uh, guilty-ish, Your Honour. Do you have anything to say in your own defence? Yeah, I've got heaps to say, Your Honour. <clears throat> um, it all started when I decided to have me wheat bix with a bintang uh, instead of milk. Sherelle always says that when I start the day off with a beer, I've usually got me kid off by lunchtime, so I accept that that was a red flag that I should have been aware of, but, you know, when in Bali... Would the band stop playing, please? Thank you. Nathan from Beckenham, you may continue. Oh, thanks, Your Honour. So, yeah, as I was saying, I started the morning with a bintang and then I'd had a few more frothies when I decided to get on my scooter because I wanted to go up to Ubud to drink some of that coffee where the coffee beans have been, sh- uh, pardon me, defecated out the bumhole of them rat-looking civet animals. But the day unfolded a little differently uh, and if the Balinese plod are to be believed, I did end up naked in the ceiling rafters of a Cooter bar with one of them bottle openers that looked like a ding-dong uh, doing things with it that I now regret. Um, so I just wanted you to know that I'm like, I'm sorry. Uh, I love this place and its people and I now accept the errors of me ways and from now on I will not use my sarong as a cape when I'm not wearing anything else underneath, Your Honour, so I'll rest my case. Now, uh, as um, I was at the front door uh, the other day, just champing at the bit for my latest edition for, of New Idea to rock up on my front doorstep. Oh, yes, still subscribing. Still subscribing of my new idea. And uh, guess who is back on the dating scene? Always the potential to find love again, and that that's a really beautiful thing. And... And I, I, I'm personally not looking, and I haven't been out on a date since 
let's see, your dad and I dated for 27 years. I haven't been out on a date. <laughs> so I had my happily ever after. So I'm doing okay. Get the car key out, lads. Terry Irwin. Terry Irwin. Terry Irwin. Back on the scene. Is she on the scene? What's she doing? Jumping on Tinder or something? Well, a source told new idea. Oh, God, that source, honestly, they get about. Yeah, they certainly do. Um, that Bindi and Robert have been trying to get Terry to freshen up her look. She's gorgeous under all that khaki and she deserves to show it <laughs> off. Uh, there is a small ulterior motive from the kids, though. They want to dress her up and take pictures so they can help her join dating apps. Although she's yet to meet someone from an app, the source claims... The 58-year-old is open to the idea and thinks it will be fun to scroll through the suitors with Bindi. And all the classics will be there. Man with fish, man with mates, man with arms, oh, man yeah. at the cot with mojito in his hand, man at rave. Like all <laughs> man the at which one men. am I? I'm with four blokes and now you have to ask me which one I am. Exactly. But, hey, Terry Irwin tearing up the dating scene again. You know, I, I almost can't imagine this because I don't know what it's like if your parents split up. And then your parents just start going, I'm out on dates. I'm hitting Tinder. Like, my folks have been married about 53 years, yeah. still going strong. Yeah. I don't even know where I would start in trying to find each of them somebody else. And I'm with you on this because same as my folks, they've got to be clocking up 30, 40, 50 years, however it may be. <laughs> you have um, no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Absolutely no idea. Good morning, mum and dad. Um, but it wouldn't that be interesting where, you know, after a little while, I suppose it is time, especially if you do lose your partner quite early on in life. Yeah. I think it's very rare to go, I'm never shacking up with someone. At but, some point, surely you've got to go, I've got to get back out there. Yeah, but also too, I mean, you might also want your parents on the scene and you're like, yeah, I really want them to find someone. And then you find out that you're like, hey, mum, calm down on the man snacking. <laughs> like, this is too much. Like, I would love to hear if one of your parents is just tearing up the dating scene. Oh, let's if go. If they are just out there loving life, going out on dates all the time, what What's that like for you? Do you have weird conversations? Because I love, they feel liberated. The yeah. thing is you feel liberated again. And then you feel like it's okay to share stuff with your children that maybe you wouldn't normally. I've found myself again. Now, Tim, you are the parent. I am the parent. Hey. I am the parent. Nice. <laughs> How's the dating scene going for you, Tim? Oh, horrific. <laughs> so I hear. How long have you been in the game? Uh, uh, probably the last six to eight months I've been sort of seriously giving it a crack. Okay. Okay. And, mate, what's what's the story? What led you here? Um, oh, oh same as Terry, um, widower, and oh, thought, sorry, do you know Jim. what? I sort of thought you can't live your life moping around. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Was it so sort of. widower and uh, like how how long a widower did you say? Uh, it's been three years. Three years and was it three years? Uh, was it uh, hard? Because I, th- I suppose this is the thing, right? At some point, you know, particularly if you're young enough, not that that's aging anyone, but at some point, I suppose you you kind of go, well, life goes on, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's sort of it. You can't can't sit about mucking around, but. Um... Yeah, it's 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 tricky having kids full time and getting out there and yeah. Do you find that part of the grandparents? struggle? Yeah, it's like going yeah. out on a date and having because you got kids under eleven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's just like oh yeah, I'll probably see you in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so mate, how's how have you been received getting back out there? Was it was it a, a big jump 
to get back out there and put yourself out there? Because, I mean, um, I know it's only been a few years, but, like, it's probably been years that you were with your partner at the time, and the dating scene has certainly changed. Yeah, polyphonic ringtones were, were the th- big thing when I, when Jeez, I was dating. There you go. <laughs> so what's it like now? Um, oh, it's, I don't know. It's just I think everyone's really busy and Tinder and Bumble, all those kinds of things, they're sort of just a bit crap hole or it's the ultimate uh, judging books by its cover. Yeah, right. I mean, I suppose that is literally what the app is. Yeah. <laughs> you look but, all right. You look all right. Yeah. Nah, yeah, nah, 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 yeah, nah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's it's not it's not the best. But well, the look, girls are okay with it. So yeah, yeah, don't give up, Tim. You know, they're out there. There's lots of lovely people out there looking for a partner, and they just haven't quite found you yet. <laughs> hey, um, Tim, just yeah, quickly, I actually. I actually won the tickets from you guys for Ed Sheeran, so I'm taking my daughter there. Oh, beautiful. Jeez, you sound like a catch, Tim. Oh, my God, you sound like a catch. There's going to be a lot of single mums around there at the Ed Sheeran gig. (laughs) Certainly will, Tim. Certainly. You know what? In fact, we have a text line. You know, what are you looking for in a woman, Tim? Yeah, what are you, what are you after, Tim? <laughs> someone to make me laugh, mate. Oh, someone, someone to make me laugh. Okay. Who's fun and adventurous? Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, let's go fishing. Fun, adventurous, <laughs> sense of humour. You know what's? You know what's really funny, Tim. I'm married, and I'm also looking for someone to make me laugh and just kind of adventurous. And <laughs> want to go fishing sometime, mate? That'd be great. Yeah, done. done. All right, sounds go good. Thanks for your call, Tim. All the no best worries. out there. If we get anything on our text line, we'll let you know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, Pete, um, well, look, it's no surprise to anyone that yesterday, I could pick any day of the week where I could say you were banging on about The Rock. <laughs> but it just happened to be that yesterday you were, and we were talking a bit about wrestling, how the only chance that you could get an interview with The Rock is if you became a wrestler. Yeah. Why can't I have The Rock? I don't. I just don't think – it's not that they haven't tried. We don't have the contacts to The Rock. Unless someone's, you know, text us or something if you've got contacts to The Rock. I even said that they might look at bringing a WWE event here to Perth. Like, for me, I go, screams an opportunity for us to get The Rock. Boys, how are we going? We got The Rock yet? No, we The Rock. We've had someone reach out to us. It's not The Rock. Don't get... Don't, oh, you got just, me for a moment there. I thought, here we go. No, we got a text message from the guys out at EPW. Do you know what EPW is? Yes, it's the local wrestling mob. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They got in touch and we've got Dale on the phone from EPW in Malaga. Good morning, Dale. Good morning, guys. How are we this morning? We're great, Dale. Thanks for your text. Um, just reaching out to let us know that there is a great place that, that Pete can come and wrestle if he wanted an opportunity to try and impress The Rock. Tell us a little bit about what you guys do. Well, absolutely. Uh, the crew here at uh, Explosive Pro Wrestling uh, in Perth, we've been putting on live wrestling events around town for the last 22 years. Whoa. Um, action-packed wrestling, uh, fun for the whole family. Fun for the whole family. Okay. Now, <laughs> Dale, I, you know, it's good to hear that you said, like, last 22 years or so, as Kimber and the guys know, I've been following wrestling pretty much my whole life, so I reckon I've got a big tick towards being able to just sort of dive in, I suppose. Uh, is it is it as is it as easy as the pros make it look? Look, I'd have to be honest with you. It's probably not as easy as the uh as the pros make it look. Um but you know, I I, I was listening to you guys yesterday. I was listening to your 
absolute obsession with rock and, <laughs> and, uh, and with wrestling. It's an addiction. Um, it's an addiction. Yeah, though. absolutely. Absolutely. Look, I, look we, we know what it's like. So, um, look, I, th- I thought I'd reach out uh, to you, Pete, and uh, offer you an opportunity, lay down a little bit of a challenge. Okay. Oh. What's, what is, what's the challenge? Now, now, I can't get you the rock. Uh-huh. Okay, so we'll get that we'll get that out of the way first. Off. What are you guys um, even getting out of bed for in the morning? I was going to say uh, this, this isn't a good start, mate. But anyway, here we go. But what I can offer you is an invitation to the EPW School of Pro Wrestling training facility. Whoa! Uh, As in to come and like can... come and learn and train and do some wrestling. Well, look, I'm not making any promises, but you can come down there. Yeah. Maybe we'll teach you the art pro wrestling maybe we'll train you to become a wrestler who knows you might even you might even make it on one of our events one day oh but, well i tell you he's got great work ethic and he'll give it a crack yeah. but like how dangerous is this dale look it, it is it can be very very dangerous we're, we obviously it's a do not try this at home type of thing but you know between our our sort of skilled training force that we have, we've got over 100 years combined experience of, uh, of wrestling. So absolutely, we'll do it in the safest manner poss- possible. And, um, you know, if Pete wants to wants to join us and come check it out, hopefully um, he'll <laughs> um, make it the next day back to work. Dale, I'd love to continue this interview, but Pete's already gone. He's in the car and he's on, <laughs> he's on his way. You'll go do that, uh, won't yeah, you? Yeah, no, I'll 100% go do that. This is awesome. Thank you, Dale. I'm coming. I am absolutely 100% coming. Like, when? when is it? Tonight? Tomorrow night? What's the deal? When can I get out there? <laughs> Mate, you make the time. And, uh, and we'll make it happen. I'll see you in 15 minutes. Okay, great. <laughs> Thanks, mate. I, I'll pop you over to our, our guys. Uh, we'll have a bit more of a chat, and then we'll set it up, and I'll come out and see Pete's you guys. And, yeah, Kimbo. we'll dance. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, let's go. <laughs> Pete's Pete's out. Out. It was just nice to hear from them. I don't know if you'll follow through with anything, but oh, it was I'll, nice to hear. I will follow through. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> A lot of Ed Sheeran chat in the last 24 hours. Well, yeah, because he's going to be putting on his concert here at Optus Stadium and it's going to be the biggest WA concert ever. And I'm glad that you brought this up. 70,000 fans expected to attend in a stadium with 60,000 capacity. No big deal. It's more Seven- than Adele had, more than Adele. Well, he's broken the record. Yeah. He's breaking the record. And you know what? Thought, great opportunity for me to unveil my alter ego that you've never seen before. Oh, I'm the stat man. <laughs> okay, you ready for some other stats? <laughs> yep. yep, I am. Okay, all right, after that. Some other stats. It's not the first time I want to hear from stat man. Okay, sure. Uh, so there will be an additional 700 bus and train services. I'm a stat man. Okay, we'll need that. Um, 1,700 staff will work the event. I'm stat man. Lots of different renditions you've done of this. 7,000 soft drinks will be served. Stat! Gee, that's not a lot of soft drinks, is it? 7,000 and there's 70,000 people going. That's a lot of people either A, not drinking fluids, or B, not drinking soft drinks. Well, it says soft drink, right? Exactly, yes. You're right. I see. So <laughs> beers and stuff. 18,000 serves of chips will be sold. Stat! That's not enough chips. 70,000 people, 18,000 serves. I thought chips, like hot chips, aren't they everybody's kind of kryptonite? Like I guess so. You can't say no to them. I guess so. Uh, well, Wait, maybe is that opposite? Kryptonite's not good for you, is it? No, kryptonite's not good for you. Yeah.
Yeah, no, but that makes sense. No, in the context of that sentence, aren't they everybody's kryptonite? It's like... Because it's it's you, if you're trying to hold yourself back, if you're trying willpower, then yes, it's your kryptonite. Okay. So yeah, Kimba, you know what? You get a ding for that. Thank you. Um, And more than (laughs) 6,000 burgers, pies, salads, and sushi. Start! Wow, good stats. Do you want a couple of other stats just quickly yes, about Ed Sheeran? Yep. Um, he's five foot eight or one point seven three meters tall, making him slightly below the average man. Oh. Uh, his cat has a Twitter account. Okay. At Graham Shizzer. Right. Right, and I'm I'm not joking. His cat Graham, his, has his cat, cat got tweets. more followers than you. Uh yes. That's not fair because you make great content. Thank you, I appreciate that. And For- the cat's probably doing nothing. We all know what cats are like. No, no, no. Um, this was. Oh my god, the cat hasn't tweeted since 2014 and he's got 50,000 followers. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. I'm a hey, sleepy cat today. Hang on. Is wow, the last post it said was, that was I'm the a last sleepy post. cat and I'm we a, haven't heard anything since. Haven't heard anything since. Do we know that the cat's not having a, a long sleep? A long long sleep. Well, this took a turn. You're a stat, man. They're the comedy trio making waves online and on your TV screens. Boasting over half a million subscribers on YouTube and a Netflix special, they're now taking to the big screen in Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Ooh, shay. It's Auntie Donna. Auntie Donna. Oh, my God. I'm, just, I'm sorry. I'm just such a, I'm such a huge fan of you guys. And then to be standing here going, we're going to talk Dungeons & Dragons for the next six minutes is just, it's everything I could ever want in my entire yeah. life. Um, no, legit. Auntie Donna is here. Let's roll call for just a moment. Right, are you lot? Put down your asbestos. Time to call the roll. Broden. Yes, I'm here. Christian youth worker. I'm always here. What do you need, brother? Bad Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonator. Yeehaw! Person who interrupts every time I call the roll. Good, he must be. Here. Oh, you bastard. Oh, fantastic. And <laughs> we're here to talk to you guys about being corpses. Welcome to the show. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, well, listen, we'll just see. We, we, we're really excited to get back over to Perth soon. Fast Eddie's, we want to eat there. Oh. We're coming over to eat at Fast Eddie's, our oh. favourite restaurant. If it's closed, I'm going to just go nuts. Please, well, Fast guys, Eddie's. Guys, I'm sorry, no. but Fast Eddie's no. is dead now. It's dead. No. no. Yes, it does. No. Why? I'm sorry. Oh, goodness no. gracious me. You're telling me sorry. that Fast Eddie's is closed. It's for oh, good. I'm sorry it is. I mean, the closest thing we can offer now is basically that Pete can bring out his smoker and he can cook something for you. No. Yeah. No. I'll no. take that. Listen, we're here promoting a global film, <laughs> a, a Paramount project with Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez yeah. in it. It's an absolute romp, and we and it's, it's a fun romp. And and if you're not just a fan, you know, if you don't know the game, you're still going to have a great time. There's references there from the game. And you're telling me that we're coming over with that kind of power to mix in Perth that can't get fast Eddie's back over. Oh my god! Don't tell them about Sizzler. Oh, what happened? Oh, that's don't right. Sizzler's Sizzler. dead too. Yes. Yeah, no. 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 no Sizzler's dead. Uh, fast as no. dead as our characters in Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, on actually, I was going to ask it back you. Around. Good segue. Way to bring it back around. Um, I love it. What right. character research is required for you to play dead? Well, you're gonna die. Yeah. You're gonna die. Mm. Yeah. You're gonna die. Proper commitment. Uh, I died. In all seriousness, though, the way we did it is. Um, we were just walking down the street in Melbourne with the faces of people who've done comedy in Australia for 12 years. Yeah, well done. And the people who made this film said, you guys look dead inside. We have the perfect role for you. And we went, that's great. We slipped into those roles so easily. 
<laughs> um, guys, can you, because uh, we broadcast to a lot of people who would be listening going, I've heard of Dungeons and Dragons, but I don't know what it is. Can you explain to people what Dungeons and Dragons actually is in just layman's terms? It's, well, really, it's just a, a very open, crazy world. So this film in particular is just an adventure within that world. It's, it's fantasy, adventure, romp. If you like Chris Pine, and let's be real here, who doesn't, doesn't like Chris love Pine? A bit of Pine in their life, <laughs> you'll like this film. It's charming, fun, and handsome, like Chris Pine. I'll tell you what, you guys, you guys love to hang out and be silly together. How do you get each other up and at them? You know, if you're ever having a rough day, or one of you's a bit off. Oh, yeah. Mm. You will, I was going to say I'd go to Fast Eddie's in in Perth CBD. So I don't know what I'm going to do now. Knowing that Fast Eddie's is dead means that we may never smile again. When you come over here, can you come into the mix studio and Pete and I will take you on an adventure that is... To Fast Eddie's? No, it will surpass Fast Eddie's. A quest. We'll go on a A quest. quest. We'll go on a quest. Ah, Much like in Dungeons and Dragons. Right. Oh, it's going to be a wonderful Uh, adventure where we all end up as corpses. It's going to be amazing. Oh, that sounds like a horrible adventure. <laughs> oh, shit. No, 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 no. We want an adventure with a happy ending, you know. That's that's what we're looking for here. <laughs> oh, we can, oh we, not like that. We can organise an adventure with a happy ending. There's Vic Park and... No, 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 Don't worry about the happy ending. I don't I don't think it's in my contract. Are you sure? Because he said it and then he said, that's not what I meant, and then you said it again. It's a little bit what I meant. I want a happy ending. <laughs> oh, you don't know, Broden, no. No, no. no. Um, Auntie, Auntie Donna, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you in the movie Dungeons & Dragons, Honour Among Thieves. Goodbye, we love you. And thank we'll, you. We'll be signing posters at the front of Fast Eddie's. March yeah. 30th. Mix 94.5.